0: Hello, Olympics fans and lovers of Shukwistan, and welcome to Keep the Flame Alive, the podcast for fans of the Olympics and Paralympics. I am your host, Jill Jarris, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Allison Brown. Allison, konnichiwa!
1: Konnichiwa! I am very confused. How so? I've been watching some sports, mm-hmm. and I am confused. How so? I've been watching skateboarding.
0: (laughs) I was kind of hoping you were saying surfing because I watched surfing and I'm confused. What makes you confused about skateboarding?
1: I do not know why skateboarding is there.
0: I, you know, I don't either. And I get it. I get that doing those tricks is difficult. I, I understand that. But you know, when I saw Manny Santiago of Puerto Rico Wipe out at the very end of his run and then pick up his cell phone and put it back in his pocket. I thought, if you can have your cell phone on your person while you compete, not a sport.
1: There are, well, first of all, that was common. Almost all of them had their cell phones on them and were wearing Airbo- uh, AirPods while they competed. Oh, so probably. maybe
0: the cell phone was to give them the The music
1: cell phone to music. was to get the music, yes. So they'd wipe out and the AirPods would fly out everywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, how is your phone surviving? I don't see an otter box on that thing. <laughs> so I want to know what those phones are wrapped in. So let me go back to the beginning. So first, Marnie McBean sighting at oh, skateboarding. Nice. nice. For the early rounds, there were two two Canadians there. I don't know how long she stayed because then we saw her again at swimming later.
0: I think she's getting around because I heard she was at a Canoe Slalom as well. But maybe yeah, so it's, those menus are really close together. So. so we're
1: doing a Where's Waldo with Marnie McBean. <laughs> she's everywhere. She's like a visa everywhere you want to be. (laughs) And I was watching it with my 18-year-old daughter. You would think who is the target audience for adding this sport? Yes. She hated it. And she hated it because she said they're not respecting the Olympics. They were way too casual, way too much like, as she put it, guys who were in her intro to comm class in college. And she felt like She has seen people she knows do a lot of these things. It didn't feel like she was watching the best in the world compete at the highest level.
0: Interesting.
1: And as we were watching the early rounds with the constant wipeouts and the constant misses, I thought to myself, I wonder if the sport is just undercooked. The idea being that the best skateboarders in the world are not in the competition circuit. Because it doesn't have a long enough history of a competition circuit. So people haven't grown up as skateboarders wanting to be in the Olympics.
0: Interesting.
1: So, and the other thing that bothered her was everyone looked and acted and seemed like they were from California. There didn't seem to be a difference in international styles. Oh. And the announcers mentioned how all the top skateboarders live in California, no matter what country they represent. So is that a worldwide sport then, if they're all in one state, in one country?
0: Interesting, that's an excellent point because that's what's fun about the Olympics is seeing different styles in in competitions like that where you're putting together a, a routine or a set of tricks.
1: Right, the one uh, competitor she did like, and I wanna get this name correct, is Yudo Horigami, who did win the, the men's street style. And because she felt like his style was a little different, lo and behold, he still lives and trains in Japan.
0: Interesting. I thought that was so
1: clever that she noticed how they all seemed the same.
0: That's very interesting. I dipped in and out of skateboarding a little bit. We saw a lot of people wipe out. I did hear that the heat was kind of an issue because I I did see somebody wipe out and fall on their back. And then when they got up, just the huge sweat mark left on the pavement. So that I understand maybe that's doing something to their competition. I also didn't understand very much how difficult this stuff was to do.
1: The American announcers were terrible. They didn't explain... anything that was going on. So apparently there is regular stance and goofy stance. Right. Same. And all it is, is basically left-handed, right-handed, but he never explained what that meant. How hard is that? That's, uh, that's the absolute, you know, that's even before, you know, skateboarding 101. That's the intro. Wow. And you have to assume that most people who are watching it, if it is the first time it's in the Olympics, have never seen it before. Exactly. As a competition,
0: it's kind of announcing 101. Take it back, and, and and there are announcers who are very good at educating as you go, and not just laying it all on you, and understanding that people may pop into the competition at any given moment in time. So we're going to repeat the same things, and and maybe you didn't understand it the first time, but you've seen it five times. But now you, oh, that's what you mean by this. But for this, it, it, I wonder if. The announcer was so much into the sport, they didn't realize, they didn't know how to take a step back and be able to explain it to the novice or brand new watcher.
1: My other question was, who were all those people in the stands?
0: Other skateboarders? There there were
1: a lot of people there. Huh, interesting. I'll take it. uh, it. And and the last thing that annoyed me was, they get do-overs. In a way, because if you, if you drop in, but don't do anything, you can come out and drop in again.
0: Oh, right. Because you have 45 seconds to do your run. So right. It's it's, it's like a bulk. Yeah.
1: Didn't like that. I think once you're in, you're in.
0: Interesting. And you have to make it work somehow. Absolutely. Far out. Well, skateboarding so far. We'll we'll see what uh, the park competition is like. Also, let's stick with the new sports because... I don't get surfing. And I watched a feed with the OBS announcers. And you usually are like, oh, OBS, they know what they're talking about. Again, they knew the sport too well and didn't know to explain it to anybody on the outside. So in the surfing competition, you get uh there were heats. And I sat through like two and a half heats of the men's competition. And uh there's four at a time. And the nice thing is that they have different colored jerseys on. So, you know, who's surfing and there's something called priority. So whoever has priority, they get to choose the wave. And then they do a number of tricks on that wave until they can't. I don't understand how it's scored. I don't understand what gets counted. I don't understand how you win your heat or move on. I don't understand as some tricks, I would be like, oh, that looks kind of tough. But I don't know what tricks are tougher than others. It was very bad in in helping you understand the difficulty of the sport. And also, one of my other problems with surfing is because they kept talking about the wave conditions, the wave conditions. And and lo and behold, the typhoon is coming. So that may help the that may help the surfing competition actually. But what? What we see a surfing is always that huge wave with the tunnel created and the surfers going through it. And then I look at these waves that look very small and there's not that tunnel created. And I don't understand how the surfers can do tricks on that. I mean, they do. And some of them did looked really impressive or could stay on the wave a long time and I also didn't know like is staying on the wave a long time a good thing how many tricks do you want how many tricks do you need to have to do a score it was very difficult to understand and also you know big outdoor arena you could have at least thrown in a couple hundred people and maybe it's too hard to switch on the ticketing thing at this point or was too hard to switch on ticketing for certain events but honestly the venue is very long and you could have had you could have had some people there safely. That's my beef.
1: So I will watch surfing on the regular American TV. See if they do better. Because NBC has been carrying surfing competitions for years. So I would hope that they have kind of experience with
0: it. Hope so. I, I want to see what the NBC commentator does and if that is any helpful, more any more helpful than what we got today. All right, can we just jump to swimming? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. This is why I love the Olympics. Oh, Oh, last night swimming was so much fun. If you haven't gone back, go back and watch all four medal races were fantastic.
1: Stands are packed with other swimmers. Mm Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Somebody's got a horn though, and I'll be interested to see if that horn gets banned. <laughs> because you know you're not supposed to blow into anything, so I was laughing about the horn. So we'll have to see if that shows up again
0: tonight. USA Team USA has those uh, inflatable clapper things that they pound together; those battle sticks things. Um, so that's fun to watch. That that's really great. It's nice that swimming has so many competitors that they can pack the stands and make it seem more festive. But that it's a huge venue. It looks incredible. I I told Ben last night, I'm like, I want to go swim there. Well, the the swimmers have said the pool is fast. Oh, it it must have been. Okay, so men's 400 IM. uh, Gold went to Chase Khalees from USA. Silver to Jay Litherland of the USA. Bronze to Brendan Smith of Australia. And Jay Litherland came out of almost nowhere to go where. Oh, what a finish on that race. Men's 400 freestyle. This is was unbelievable the race the night yes yes because you think okay there's Australians in the mix australians in the mix there's uh americans in the mix out of lane eight comes ahmed hafnouli from tunisia 18 years old wins the gold amazing finish and uh, then Silver went to Jack McLaughlin of the of Australia, and Kieran Smith won the bronze for the U.S., but Ahmed was so over the moon with what he accomplished, and just, ah. Uh, uh.
1: So I always think it's funny when they interview the swimmers right after the races. So number one, these guys are, their heads are fuzzy. You know, they've just ex- expanded, or spent exp- the most energy they've probably ever done, And he's 18. He's Tunisian, and they're doing an interview in another language. I'm always amazed that they can come out with any coherent statement at all. And then he's, you know, the 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 American interviewer is asking all the really stupid questions as they do post race, and you know, asking you how did you feel, how did you make it happen? And he was just like, I don't know, I am Olympic champion. (laughs) (laughs) It was fantastic, (laughs) such a wonderful moment. And I do want to mention. Because Karen Smith is from a couple towns over from me. Oh, okay. So my Instagram has been blowing up with all the local officials, you know, the the governor and the senator and the local people and people who know him congratulating him. So that's been kind of fun.
0: That is awesome. But it didn't stop. Then the women had their 400 meter individual medley. Yui Ashi from Japan just ran away with that race she was so far ahead at the end fantastic win for japan i love it when the host country wins i love it when they went in swimming because they're so much into swimming that was a great race and then uh usa won silver and bronze emma wyatt uh won the silver hallie flickland uh flickinger won the bronze but oh
1: man to me the other surprise was katinka Hausha World record
0: holder finished fifth. I know. I was really surprised. I think I had her in my fantasy league. But that was just an amazing race. I was so happy that uh, Japan got the gold in that one. She was
1: so, oh, how she was so cute because she was just sort of, the way she smiled, it was like, oh, four-year-old got the win. She was so just, she didn't know how to react.
0: Right, right. It It was really sweet. And then we close it out with the women's four by 100 meter free, uh, freestyle relay. Australia won. Blew
1: everybody away
0: with a world record, a fantastic swim from Australia. Then Canada just edged out the USA for the silver. Uh, Penny Alexiak anchored that one is just like, she is in good form. She's I'm, I'm looking forward to watching her individual races. Uh, for the U.S., Simone Manuel got put into the final for, for uh, the, the U.S., and the U.S. team started out pretty slowly. So, uh, legs three and four really brought them back into the mix, and that helped them secure that medal. But Yeah, Simone
1: was. looked nice.
0: It was an exciting race.
1: And here, to me, is the best part about the Australian. There are sisters on the team. Oh! Kate and Bronte uh, Campbell started and finished. They were one in four
0: Nothing. on the team. Imagine their mom right now. So happy. Shuklastani, watch Felicity Passon competed in the heats of the 100 meter backstroke. She finished seventh in her heat with a time of 104.66, which sadly was lower than her entry time. So I'm curious to see how she felt about her race, but she's an Olympian. She competed. Congratulations to you. Uh, what else did you watch?
1: So I am so glad I went on a tirade yesterday telling people to watch softball. Okay. Team USA-Australia match was the match of the tournament. It was tied at zero at the end of regulation. Wow. Pitcher's hard. duel like you would not believe. We get to the eighth. And uh, Monica Abbott, the USA pitcher, has a little blip. she had pitched the whole match
0: mm-hmm.
1: and And she has a little blip, and Australia scores, okay. So it's like, oh, you know, we have to score in the in the bottom of the eighth or the match is over. USA comes up. They get a runner on. They get another runner on, and then Amanda Chatester comes up, hits a single, two run scores. <sighs> Walk oh, off wow. single. It was beautiful. And what I love about this so much is that Monica Abbott is thirty five. She played in uh, twenty eight. Amanda Chichester is like twenty. Oh, so it's like the two heroes of the game are the two generations that are playing on this Team USA softball team.
0: Oh, that is nice.
1: It was just if you love pitching, you have to go back and watch some of this. These two women were. Unreal. So unreal. And most important for us, Shook Lasani siding, Laura Berg at first base coaching. Oh, oh
0: yay! Yay! Um, also in the softball tournament, Japan beat Canada one nothing, and Mexico beat Italy 5-0. That means uh, top of the leaderboard, Japan and the U.S. both have four wins and no losses. And and they are up next to compete against each other. And that is a must-see match. Uh, Canada is third in the standings at two and two. Australia is one and three. Mexico is one and three. And Italy is oh and four. What else do you got?
1: So Luca Jones did her heats and qualifying for canoe slalom. Mm-hmm. Looked really good. Ended up standing in third. Nice. But she was, she was tied with the second place qualifier, but it goes by um, the first run. If there's a tie.
0: Oh, okay, that's how it goes. Because I saw the first heat where she was, uh, she had four touches during that heat and finished in tenth place. So that was a a little tougher bit of a run. But I'm, I will go back and try to watch her. Well,
1: yeah, that second run, she just that. came and it was like, okay, we have Luca back okay. in that second run. So that was that was really nice to see. Watched a little bit of men's water polo. So Tony Acevedo.
0: Oh, how's he got doing? to listen to him. Nice.
1: He was very. You know what it was he announces like the same way he interviewed with us (laughs) he was very low-key and very calm he's not rowdy gains Mm. he does not get overly excited which is probably why he was so good at a sport but he explains a lot
0: oh well that's good okay
1: of what's going on since i mean what do i know of water polo what tony told me that's
0: right right so what did you watch
1: uh men usa versus japan okay and unfortunately, it was not over before we started taping. Oh, uh, so can- when I left, it was tied.
0: No, it uh, well, the U.S. ended up winning fifteen thirteen. So that okay. was a close game. Also, in the men's competition, Italy beat South Africa twenty one to two. Greece uh, over Hungary ten to nine. Montenegro beat Australia fifteen to ten. Spain beat Serbia thirteen to twelve, and Croatia beat Kazakhstan. 23 to seven. I did go back yesterday and watch uh, the U.S. versus Japan's women's game. Uh, watched a little bit of of the the second half of it, and it was interesting because the game had started out really close. They were tied about three three, and then the U.S. just came out and put the heat on, and that was that was it. Game over. Uh, what else do you have?
1: And my little note to myself: Our favorite old lady gymnast. Aksana mm-hmm. did not have a good qualifying so she has not made it to the finals uh, involved because she only competes as a vault specialist but there was a beautiful moment when she was done they it was clear she wasn't going to make the finals she came up and everyone who was in the stadium not a lot of people granted you, but you know the other gymnasts the other coaches gave her a standing ovation and she started Aww. to cry That's nice. and she blew a kiss to the camera and said goodbye.
0: Aww. Artistic gymnastics. I had it on for a little while. It's another one where if you put the stream on, you get all four apparatuses at once with no commentary. So it's really nice if you know what's going on in the sport. Uh, The sessions I saw were not random teams, but there were like groups of random gymnasts would be in one rotation together because they didn't have a team to qualify for. And then a little bit of uh, ROC, a little bit of China, a little bit of Japan. I think I did not get to see the USA yet. And that is a must go back and find out what happened because on the team qualifications, uh, ROC is on the top of the leaderboard followed by the USA, then China, France, Belgium, Great Britain, Italy, and Japan. They all go into the finals. Qualified to the all-around, the top names are Simone Biles, Rebecca Andrade from Brazil, Sunisa Lee from the U.S., and then two from ROC on Angelina Melnikova and Vladislava Urizova. And many top gymnasts did not make. This is one of those where they have that two per country rule, and I get it because you want diversity, but in gymnastics, the women's competition, especially you definitely are not getting the best of the best in the finals because so many top gymnasts did not make the all around due to the two per country rule. And it's not just the U S uh, ROC had that issue. I believe Japan, uh, China had that China. And it's really tough to see that you can do as good as you can and beat other people that are not are going to be in the final and you don't get that same opportunity. So uh that's really rust rough, rough. Don't know what happened to Jordan Childs from the US. She was so strong going into Tokyo, but she finished uh last so last of all the US gymnasts in the all-around uh qualifiers and she finished way low on the standings.
1: Yeah. I didn't watch the qualifying. I generally don't watch qualifying because I like to be surprised in the finals with people's routines. But what I read was she fell off the beam. She had a major deduction on the bars. She dragged her feet and she had a major deduction on floor for something technical. So either stepping out of bounds or something in that category, because her routine was clean.
0: Interesting. Stepping
1: out of bounds was a huge problem for Simone Biles. She did it twice on the floor, once on the vault. Wow. Because she's trying these amazing tricks that she doesn't have solid and she can't necessarily control, so you step out of bounds when that happens.
0: Interesting. Well, I'm very curious. I would like to go back and watch that today and see how things stack up.
1: Okay, so what have you been up to? Okay,
0: so I spend a lot of time watching archery, which I... I could only stay up so long and what I could not stay awake for was the medal matches and I've seen highlights of them but I need to go back and watch because the quarterfinals and semifinals were so interesting and Germany was cruising to get into the finals match Uh, in the semifinals they were up against ROC and in set two they needed it's the last arrow of set two and the announcer goes, she needs a six to win. And this is uh, Lisa Unruh is shooting, and she is a silver medalist from Rio. And all she needs is a six, and then Germany kind of ties up the whole match. She shot a two. Oh, <gasps> no. Even she, it was just like, where, how did this happen? It just something was off on that arrow. And then ROC came back, and they won to go to the gold medal match. But there they had to face Korea, and Korea nicely did what they came there to do and beat them solidly. And Korea's won every women's team gold medal in archery since the introduction of the sport in 88. So gold to Korea, silver to ROC, bronze to Germany. Archery's been a super interesting tournament to watch, so I would not miss that if I were you. Oh, we watched boxing this morning. Shukhovstani Jenny Fuchs is competing. She was in the round of 32 in the flyweight category, and she beat Solianova from ROC uh, on decision, three to two. So it was a split decision, but she pulled it out. She looked pretty good. She was able to duck really well, and uh, she would duck and kind of come in and punch, and and the ROC athlete did not know what to do with that sometimes. So very happy. Boxing venue, what? I- we talk about how the Japanese think of all these tiny details. You know how in, in boxing, in between rounds, they bring out the stool and put it down in the corner for everyone to sit on? Yes. Okay. They don't have stools. They have a, uh, they have a, it's not a chair. It's like the top of the stool is attached to a metal pole and it swings in, in between the ropes. And then they swing it back out. It is so cool.
1: How has nobody thought of that before? No, it's so obvious,
0: right? Oh, uh, also, one of the other matches we saw was Mandy Buhold from Canada, who, if you know her story, she was trying to qualify and was planning on going to the last Olympic qualifier, and then that qualifier got cancelled due to the pandemic. And they it, then they said then, uh, For the boxing tournament, they said, well, we'll take your top three decisions from 2018-2019, and that will determine who goes. The problem was, at that time, Mandy Buhold was busy having and raising a baby, so she did not have enough decisions. And they said, well, sorry, Charlie. So she appealed. She won the appeal, and she competed today. She did not win.
1: Oh, that's too bad.
0: And I think that's it. That's That's all I got. I feel woefully behind. I feel like I have, I've caught a little bit of weightlifting, like I'm catching up on weightlifting and I really want to watch some weightlifting, but I'm catching up on that. Um, also, oh, I did catch up on a men's 10 meter air pistol. Allison, I found our sport. Air pistol showed me that there are all body types in the event and I think maybe we've we've got a chance.
1: Softball will also show you that. In the best way.
0: It really does. I've noticed it and like, wow, there's some really strong girls and, and sturdily built girls that just have, there's different muscle types.
1: And- right. And then there's Monica Abbott, who is 6'3. Mm-hmm. What was that pitcher who they called the big unit? Remember him from like the 90s? Mm-mm. Well, she's the softball equivalent because she's just this long string of it. And then there are these tiny little pocket princesses. Mm hmm. Who are like five three and tiny and they just run really fast. It's mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's really just, interesting. And how you- I I have
1: totally become a softball convert and I will be fighting to keep the sport in. It needs to be there.
0: Quick rundown of the other action today. Women's uh, 3x3 basketball on the women's side, uh, Japan beat Mongolia 19 to 10, Italy beat Romania 22-14, ROC beat Mongolia 21-5, China beat Italy 22-13. US beat Romania 22 11. Japan beat France 19 15, which kind of want to go see that. Uh, China beat France 20 13. And the US beat ROC 22 16. The US is at the top of the pool 4 0. ROC, Japan, China all are sitting at 3 1. Italy is 2 2. France is 1 3. Romania and Mongolia have yet to win a game. On the men's side, uh, Belgium beat ROC 21-16. Serbia beat Poland 15-12. Latvia eked out a win over China 18-17. want to go back and watch that. Poland beat ROC 21-16. Another game I want to go back and see. Netherlands beat Japan 21-20. That that sounds like a good game. Uh, but
1: and- when you fall behind, you're never going to catch up. <laughs>
0: no well there's only so many hours in the day um netherlands beats uh china 2118 and latvia over japan 2118 men's pool serbia is at the top four wins zero losses uh sitting at three and one are latvia and netherlands belgium and poland are two and two japan and roc are one and three and china is oh and four in men's basketball action the Czech Republic beat Iran 84 78 Italy beat Germany 92 82 Australia beat Nigeria 84 67 and France beat the U.S. 83 76 and we've had a lot of media in the U.S. talking about uh, Team USA in their pre-Tokyo games that they played and did not do well they lost to Nigeria they lost to Australia and uh, I'm Interested to see how this tournament ends up for them. Uh, cycling and the road race, the women had their road race today. Austrian Anna uh, Kiesenhofer won gold. Anna Mick van Vluten from the Netherlands got silver. And Elisa Longo Borghini from Italy got the bronze.
1: That has to be the most Austrian, uh, <laughs> Dutch, and Italian names I have ever heard. That is a fantastic podium.
0: Mm hmm.
1: That's like a cartoon podium with those names. That was great.
0: Diving has started. So women's synchronized three-meter springboard happened. Gold went to China, Shi Ting Mao and Wang Han. Uh, Silver went to Canada, Jennifer Abel and Melissa citrini Balu, And uh, Germany's Elena Hentschel and Tina Poncel won the bronze. Uh, Dressage action is going on in in Equestrian and we're getting close to the end Of the the, There was day two of individual and I see Like I just looked at the leaderboard and like where's Charlotte Dujardin because she is Amazing and she is qualified Further onward so that is good to know And uh, we'll start Watching that soon Women uh, fencing Women's foil Lee Kiefer of the US Won the first foil medal In US women's history and it's gold. So good for, you know, that's a big moment for USA fencing. Ina Derglyzova from the ROC won silver. And Larissa Korobnikova from ROC won the bronze. In men's epee, uh, Romain Canon from France won gold. Gergely Siklosi from Hungary won the silver. And Igor Reislin from Ukraine won bronze. Yeah, so football, hockey, handball, all going on. Uh, judo. Japan cleaned up on both the men's and the women's sides. Women's 52 kilograms. Abe Yuta from Japan won gold. Uh, Amandine Bouchard from France won silver. Giofrida from Italy and Chelsea Giles from Great Britain won the bronze. On the men's side, Abe Hitumi from Japan won gold. I kind of wonder if they're related. Vaja Gelashivali from Georgia won the silver. And uh, Bowl from Korea and uh, Daniel Kargnin from Brazil won the bronze. That's men's 68 kilograms. We'll talk shooting tomorrow because I think the, uh, women had the 10-meter air pistol and men had the 10-meter air rifle. Oh, wait. Important for us. Uh, William Shayner from U.S. won the gold for the 10-meter air rifle. So that was good for the U.S. Taekwondo, women's 57 kilograms. Anastasia Zolotik from the U.S. won gold. Tatiana uh, Menina from ROC won silver. Bronzes went to Lo Chiat Ling from Chinese Taipei and Hatis Kubra I- Iglun from Turkey. Men's 68 uh, victory. Ulubeg Rashitov from Uzbekistan won the gold. Brandly- Bradley Sindin from Great Britain won the silver. Xiao Zhuai from China and Resber Hakan from Turkey won the bronze.
1: Before you go go on from Taekwondo, I heard from film Buff Fran who said the American announcers for taekwondo are fantastic,
0: oh, okay. turn that on so
1: something that something to check out.
0: yeah, and this was uh this uh, women's category was the category that british taekwondo w- Jay Jones was in, and she got out in the round of sixteen. so uh, also something to go back and watch is her match
1: beat by an athlete from the refugee team. Really? Yes. But the athlete, and uh, now I got to get her name, Kimia Alzade Zanuzi from the refugee team beat her. And she formally competed for Iran. Okay. And I got the impression that she has a medal. So you've got a former gold medal and bronze medalist competing pretty early in the tournament.
0: Wow. And that's just how the-, the that just how
1: it panned out. So- it was a surprise that Jay Jones lost, but it wasn't a surprise that this was a tight match.
0: Okay. Interesting. From the tennis tournament, uh, Ashley Bar- Barty from Australia, who just won Wimbledon, lost. She was upset by Sarah Cerebus Tormo. And Naomi Osaka beat uh, Zhang Zai in her first match as well. And everything else is more pool action. And we'll keep an eye on some of these team tournaments more... As we get further along in the games. Do we have Shukwistanis to watch for tomorrow?
1: We do. Again, Team USA Softball will be playing Japan. And if you're in the USA, that'll be on Sunday night. But it's really Monday morning. I'm so confused as to what (laughs) day we're in. Uh, Maggie Shea and Stephanie Roble will be getting uh, prelims for sailing. And Kelly Clays and Sarah Sponsel have their first match and again that will be if you're in the US on Sunday night, but it's actually Monday morning against the Latvian team of Granchenka and Gordina.
0: Excellent. Excellent. A little bit of news from uh opening ceremony. I love this. Opening ceremony stuff. So uh Christian Klaue who does Corporate Communications and Public Affairs for the IOCs said uh, the live broadcast of the t- of the opening ceremony was the most watched television broadcast in Japan in the last 10 years. But in the US, it was the smallest television audience for the event in the last 33 years. The streaming audience was up, but numbers are still down. So that is really interesting. Many, uh, NBC had reported their data so uh, that's how those numbers shake out. I think maybe people turned off their TV at T-Box speech because the Japan News reported that T-Box spoke for 13 minutes, which was twice as long as Seiko Hashimoto spoke.
1: Take that, Uncle Yoshi, who complained about how women talk too long.
0: Right, right. I'd like to take a minute to thank our Patreon patrons. They help keep our flame alive uh, with their ongoing contributions. If you would like to support the show, Uh, you can do that with an ongoing contribution at patreon.com slash flamealivepod we also have a kickstarter to help fund our on the ground coverage in Beijing you can find that on kickstarter.com slash profile slash flamealivepod slash created and you'll find the Beijing one but going for a big goal we really need your support share that with your family and friends please and uh, if this show means something to you please help support it in some way so allison let's say sayonara to day three
1: i'm ready i got my tea
0: (laughs) so as we go out to music by mercury sunset thank you so much for listening and until tomorrow keep the flame alive